Welcome to Still Becoming, a podcast about how it's never too late to become more free, more yourself, or try something new. I'm Monica DeCristina, a wife, mother, and practicing psychotherapist. Through my own journey, starting with my struggles with anxiety years ago that led to my professional work as a therapist now, I am fascinated with the process of how we become who we are. We will hear from people telling their stories of becoming and overcoming, as well as from experts helping us learn about our own process in the world. We are not designed to stay the same. Our stories are still being written. We are all still becoming. Every month, the Still Becoming podcast will bring you a mental health check-in. And these are never meant to replace therapy, but they are a chance just to listen to a topic that might be relevant for us. So with the holidays coming up, I thought it would be helpful to do a mental health check-in about boundaries with extended family. Now, um, extended family is often something that is difficult for so many people. Now, for those of you listening who don't have extended family, that is a, a real grief, and that's not something we're going to touch on today, but I just want to acknowledge that. For those of you that have extended family that you love and you enjoy, that's wonderful. Now, for the rest of you listening that have relationships with extended family that are all of the above, this mental health check-in might be for you, right? For some of us, you might have um, some extended family that's wonderful, and then you might have some relationships that are really hard. So as we head into the holiday season, let's look at what boundaries with our extended family, whether it is our own natural family that we were born into, or whether it is a family that we have married into, Let's look at what those boundaries look like and how we can have some more peace around that as we head into this holiday season. So let's dive into this topic of boundaries with extended family. Now, I know some of you listening might already be feeling a little bit of a spike in your blood pressure because it's been a really hard issue or be feeling a little bit of tension in your body as we listen to this topic. Let's start by defining what a boundary is just to make sure we have just a basic foundation um, for this whole conversation. A boundary is simply where I begin and you end. It is the um, line between people. I like to think about it as a yard with a fence around it. Whatever is within my fence is my responsibility. And whatever is within your fence is your responsibility. And all good fences need a gate that goes both ways. So now that we have um, common language for what a boundary is, let's look at some of the things that are really common that come up for people during the holiday season when we're looking at time with extended families. And I want to name a few things that we don't always name that really contribute to our feelings often about spending time with extended family. Now, The first one is that we are often overwhelmed. Um, This one is obvious, right? You talk to most people around the holidays and there is often a sense of stress um, about it because the expectations are ratcheted up for spending time with people that may or may not be easy for you. And so one of the things I want to define with this sense of overwhelm 
is that there is no reward for overextending yourself. I'm going to say that again. There is no reward for overextending yourself. There is not a a ribbon. There's not a prize. We don't get one for driving ourselves into the ground trying to please other people. And some of us do this so naturally that we don't even realize that we are overextending ourselves so much. So we don't get a reward, but what we actually get instead is we train people what to expect from us. So if you tend to overgive, people are going to expect you to keep overgiving. So what is something that we want to think about instead? And it is the idea of boundaries back to where we started. Now, Brene Brown talks about in her research that she found that the kindest people have the best boundaries. And I'm going to say that one one more time. The kindest people have the best boundaries. And this is really counterintuitive because we don't typically associate kindness with boundaries. But if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Resentment is often when we know we have given past our limits. It is our flag, our our little signal that we've given past our limits. And I don't know about you, but when I've given past my limits, my kindness is one of the first things to fly out the window. So overwhelm often comes from overextending ourselves. And that leads us into the next thing that's really common, which is unrealistic expectations that we have put on the holidays or that other people are putting on us. And now this is where it comes down to boundaries. We need to really define what we're hoping for and we need to really own that instead of putting it on other people. In the same way, we need to not take on what other people are putting on us. So for example, perhaps you have in-laws that really want you to be able to fly to a place that you can't afford at this time or that your children are not old enough to do, right? There's um, an expectation that it's fine for them to have that hope, but it becomes unrealistic because it's not where you are in your life. And so it's important for us to define which expectations are within our boundaries and which ones are really unrealistic which ones are being put on us by other people that are unrealistic and which ones we ourselves are putting on other people. Like it might be unrealistic for us to expect our children to behave exactly the way we want them to behave at a given event, church service, or Christmas morning. Okay, the next thing that often happens um, around holidays and extended family is that we find ourselves running into unresolved hurts and frustrations. And these hurts and frustrations can be big or they can be as small as, you know, not liking the way your cousin spoke to your child or the way that your brother-in-law spoke to your spouse. And then we find ourselves in the same room with these people, often at the same table, And so what we want to do with this is create sort of an emotional map for ourselves to know what we're getting our own emotional self into. And I like to think of these things as landmines. Now, landmines are awful things that are buried under the ground that when you walk over them, they explode. And part of what makes it so dangerous is you don't know they're there. And so what we want to think about as we go into these extended family gatherings is we want to make our own map of our landmines. What are the places that you might get really hurt and upset? What are the unresolved hurts and feelings that you have? And I want you to mentally map those things out for yourself so you're prepared and you're prepared to step away when those things come up. 
Now, it might go without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, that extended family gatherings with lots of different kinds of people and lots of different personalities is probably not the time and most definitely usually not the time to work out unresolved hurts and frustrations. Um, That's not the time to do it. And in fact, working out unresolved hurts and frustrations um, might be best done in individual therapy with your therapist to start and then make a plan going forward. But what we can do is we can have self-awareness and draw ourselves a map of where there might be landmines for us so that we're prepared. Now, another thing that I think is really common and we often really underestimate is how different we might be from our family. Now, whether you are, um, it is your, you know, family that you were born into or adopted into, or whether it's your family that you married into as an adult, we so often kind of assume, and other people do the same, that we're all coming from the same place. But in fact, what we value from a gathering or from a holiday may be completely different. And when we start to really acknowledge that, it becomes less personal. It just becomes that we're different people and we allow ourselves to be who we are. And that permission then naturally flows for us to allow other people to be who they are. And it really takes the stress and the tension down. And so then the last thing I want to make sure to mention that's really common when people are going into extended family gatherings is this feeling of dread about sharing updates on their life. Now, Sometimes these updates are about your singleness, whether you have met someone or not. Sometimes they're about a fertility journey. Sometimes they're about a job search or a health diagnosis or a mental health diagnosis for yourself or for a child or for a spouse. And these are all, you know, this is not an exhaustive list, of course, and these are all really big topics. And they're often really overwhelming to think about sharing with people that you only see once or twice a year. And so what I want to do is first name that that is a really common thing that happens is that it is overwhelming to think about giving updates about this, especially when we are in a place of hurting and pain and we don't have an update and we really want one, or we have an update that we're really worried about. And what I want us to think about is this, is that your story is yours to tell or not to tell. So back to that idea of a boundary and a fence with a gate, your story of your update on your fertility journey or your child's health diagnosis or your job search or your dating life, that is yours to share or not. And so that fence with, you know, that information is within your fence and your boundaries and you get to choose whether you open that gate and you share that information or not. And now I know that people are curious and I am definitely suggesting something that might ruffle some feathers, but I think so often we assume that we need to give information to people that we are not even necessarily close to. And you don't. Just because someone is um, a family member that you've married into or a family member that um, is pre-existing in your extended family, you can, back to kindness and boundaries, you can be very kind and be very boundaried. That we don't have to share everything in our lives in order to be kind. And we also don't have to give people the information they're seeking in order to be kind. 
So let's look at some ways to actually do that. So let's look at some takeaways with these topics and um, some practical things that we can do as we head into these extended family gatherings. The first thing is an idea that I like to call baby boundaries. Um, I don't know if it, maybe because it has two B's. I'm not sure why I like it so much, but I think part of it is because it just reduces this big topic of boundaries down to something really, really small. We we all can take a baby step. We can all do something small. And so often when we do this really small baby boundary, all of a sudden the tension in our chest opens up and we can breathe again and then we can see everything else more clearly. And so a baby boundary might be as small as, no, I don't want to go look at Christmas lights. My child hates the car and screams in the car. No, thank you. It might be as small as, yes, we can come to that gathering, but we are going to need to leave by 7 p.m. Or it might be, you know, yes, I will bring something, but instead of making it by hand because I've been at work all day, I'm going to buy it. These are really, really small tweaks, really baby boundaries that once we do one, we start to get our footing back again and start to feel a little bit more grounded. And then we can see everything else more clearly. So first takeaway is baby boundaries. Second takeaway is to lower your expectations. Now, I don't mean this in a really sad way, but I just mean it in a realistic way that we often enter into this holiday season with such grand and high hopes um, with our Hallmark movie visions and our Pinterest ideas, and it can really overwhelm us. And so lowering your expectation can actually be a really loving thing to do for yourself and for the people that you're spending time with. If we lower our expectations, we're going to just be more open-minded and open-hearted about what we're going to experience. Now, the third takeaway and the third thing to do to practice is something I talk a lot about in the therapy room. And it is that when you're going into um, an extended family gathering and there are people there or unresolved issues there that are really hard for you, I want us to think about it like being your professional kind self. Now, most of us listening have had to have a job interview or several um, over our life. And we all know what it's like to sit down with someone and just present our professional self. We're not talking about our deep feelings. We're not talking about our deep concerns. We are being our professional self and we're being kind. And when we think about this, it's often a really simple thing to return to when you're in an emotional moment at an extended family gathering. Just be your professional kind self. You know how to do that. You know how to just be professional and be kind. Now, I know it's funny to think about being professional at your extended family gathering, but it just helps us pull on other parts of ourselves that know how to function in high-stress environments that we often really lose in extended family gatherings. And the next takeaway is that um, self-care makes you better at loving other people. Remember, there's no reward for overextending yourself and the kindest people have the best boundaries. And so self-care is is such a commonly used word. It's it's almost lost its meaning. Um, But really what it is, is having boundaries around what you need and listening to what you need. And then the outflow of that 
is not that we're selfish or that other people are neglected. It is usually that we are actually better at loving the people in our lives, better at tolerating the difficult people in our lives, and better at being kind to everyone in our lives. And the last takeaway is that your story, your update is yours to tell or not to tell. Now, remember, just because someone is curious does not mean that we need to satisfy that curiosity. And withholding information is not unkind. It's a boundary that a lot of updates are very personal information. And so we want to share those updates as we feel comfortable with whoever it is that we're very close to. And sometimes just because we're related or married into a family, we might feel an obligation to satisfy someone's question with information. And that can create a lot of anxiety and it can create a feeling of sharing something that's too intimate with someone that really isn't close enough for you to have shared that information with. So that's the final takeaway is that your story is yours to tell. So as we head into this holiday season, I want us to think about the idea of boundaries. And I want us to slice it really thin and think about having baby boundaries, about lowering our expectations. Think about using your professional skills in a family setting. And that self-care makes you better at loving the people in your life. So I hope that there was something for all of us as we listen to um, this mental health check-in about boundaries with extended family. And I hope that for each of us, as we head into this holiday season, that we remember that loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves is actually a gift to other people. And one of the best ways to do that is to define what's hard for us as we head into something so that we have self-awareness and to give ourselves permission to have the boundaries that we need to be our most kind and loving selves. For more information, please go to stillbecoming.net. Please subscribe and review Still Becoming wherever you listen to podcasts if you like what you heard here today. Please follow along on Instagram. You can find me at Monica DeCristina. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.